Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight uh, me and Branch are here to talk some Reds baseball and some of the comings and goings of this past week. Branch, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. I'm about uh, 12 packing in. Nice. So uh, everybody bear with me. Might be a little emotional, might be a little cry, might be a little angry. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to see where this old roller coaster we'll takes us. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think the we got to start with this Bob Castellini interview with Paul Doherty. If you haven't heard it, uh, it's it's part of the Reds Beat podcast. Uh, it's it's about a half an hour, not quite a half an hour of. It sounds like they're in, uh, it sounds like they're in a restaurant of Paul Doherty just peppering Bob Castellini with questions and getting actual answers for a change out of some of these actually you know tough questions. Uh, I thought, and and it it pains me to pains me to compliment him, but. I thought Paul Doherty did really well in this interview of asking the tough questions and Bob Castellini gave some answers. May not like the answers, but he gave them. P Doc remembered he was actually a reporter once upon a time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was I was shocked that it wasn't just softball. I I mean I, I, I was so shocked by that. That's probably the reason I think this interview was great. Yeah, I I was surprised as well that at the tenacity we'll say of of Doherty of yeah. not not letting him off the hook on things and um, when he would try to give a non answer he would basically just repeat the amp- the question again and so yeah he he was actually a reporter for a few minutes yep. so good on you it was fantastic <laughs> good on you Paul Doherty you're still a turd but you did you did well in this interview so. The meat and bones of the interview, um, Bob Castellini cried poor again, which we expected. God, that was annoying, wasn't it? That he said, I don't want to bitch about being a small market team. Then he proceeded to bitch about being a small market team. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> he, he, yeah. <laughs> and it then. It's like, I don't want you to fuck my wife, but please fuck my wife. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like the definition of being a cuck. That I mean the the that the crying over the lost revenue. He seemed to complain about having to give some of that BAM money to the <laughs> other investors. He didn't yeah. seem to like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would, see, I mean, but the great thing about it was he didn't have to disclose it, and he did say and he did. Yeah, we paid some of this BAM money to the investors. But you can tell that he wasn't he wasn't a big fan of doing that. <laughs> no, he was not. He referred but, you know, I, Go ahead. Hell, it, it, wow. I mean it was like you're gonna <laughs> Hey, you got fifty million dollars and he paid the investors like, you know, thirty five of it. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. They are a part of the ownership group. They invest in the team. They should get a dividend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was not, yeah. You could tell that that was not, yeah. But he also he also had some cringeworthy moments. Uh, oh, God. When yeah. he referred to the Aroldis Chapman domestic violence situation as a as Aroldis's tragedy. Oh, yeah, Bob. I don't know about that. But it made me feel so good to him acknowledge that that trade was bullshit. Oh, man. I, I mean, I, it, at least ownership knows it's horseshit that, that they did it out of necessity. And it was such horseshit, though. Oh, yeah. If they would have held on to Arolas for three more months, eh, that would have been, you know, water on the bridge because baseball doesn't care about domestic violence. Yeah, pro sports <laughs> you know? don't. Pro sports at all, they don't care. <laughs> they just don't give a shit. Fan, a lot of it's fans care. On the field. Yeah, a lot yeah. of fans care. But, yeah, you're right. Whatever's going to make get wins and money, nobody cares about domestic violence. Mm-hmm. They they get yeah, lip you service. Cl- you, you close three more games, they don't give a crap. Right. Nobody cares. You score touchdowns, you hit threes, you uh, hit home runs, or, uh, like you said, strike out the side in the ninth. They're not going to care. And that's unfortunate, but that's just the world right now. That's that's the way it is. The other thing that he confirmed everybody's fears that he's been meddling in baseball operations. Oh, oh God, so much. And it wasn't so much that it was surprising, but it was just like, okay, now we can stop with the some of the bootlicking of uh, at least one particular beat writer of, you know, chastising fans for not what not knowing what's going on behind closed doors when it turns out the fans were right. Yep. And that's the reason I think it was a great interview is because he admitted to everything that I suspected. Yeah. It's all on the table now. And I mean, I mean, he, he just said it. He's like, yeah, I, uh, you know, I mean, God only knows what they could have gotten for Frazier right after the all-star break. He 15, he admitted that he next trades for Billy Hamilton, Todd Frazier, and Aroldis Chapman. Yep. The Reds ended up getting nothing for Billy Hamilton. Todd Frazier's return was meh. And yeah. then and then Aroldis Chapman's return was a joke after the domestic violence situation that happened. Uh, and then the <laughs> the Yankees and especially what the Yankees got for him. Yeah, I got Gaibar Torres out of the Cubs for him. Yeah, that's fucking insane. <sighs> yeah. God. It makes me wonder what were these deals that he nixed? Mm-hmm. There's a rumor now, it's not confirmed. But there's a rumor that Cody Bellinger was in one of these trades. That was next. Could that have made the hey, could, could that have made the Reds better over the last couple of years? It you know if it, Cody Bellinger was on their team, you know it might have. You know Mark Mark Payton and him are about the same level, so I'm not sure. But there, <laughs> there's there's a chance that the Reds could have been better offensively. Maybe just a just, just a, a little just bit. a little bit of a chance. Now that's not confirmed. Obviously, I have no way of confirming it. I don't have sources. Like, 
Like maybe they wouldn't have went twenty two innings without a run in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean call Maybe. Us, call us crazy, but uh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I I actually hope that's not true because if it is, oh my god. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Maybe it's better if I don't well, know any of the names that were supposed to be coming back. But I'm my well, mo- honestly, Chad and Chad and uh, Jason Linden kind of touched on this in the Red Lakes podcast. Is he? You know, we're talking about a guy that that went to went to college and got a business degree, and his first job was running his dad's company. It's not like he worked his way up. And apparently he thinks he's a baseball guru. He's not. <laughs> you know. And and I think a lot of people on Twitter especially think that I think because I think it was a great interview think that I agree with Bob. No, I don't. I think it was a great interview because it it allows me to go, yeah, that's kind of what I thought was going on. And yeah, Bob Castellini needs to sell this goddamn team. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> Put the for sale sign up. Let's see what happens. You know? <laughs> because you can't. You started on third base and you were given a produce empire. That doesn't make you a baseball guru. And it just doesn't. He, at some point, he needs to see that. He hurt the Reds by being a fan instead of an owner. He's hurt this team because of it. Those three was players. Was he being a fan or was he being a fan for the season ticket holders? That's the other thing he said that I that everybody knew, but it is now out in the open that part of the reason that he would not trade some of these star players at the time that they were at their peak value is that he was afraid of what the season ticket holders would do, i.e. cancel their season tickets. Yep. That is not how you run a baseball team. If you win, the fans are going to come. I understand that there are fan favorite players, that pe- that players that people go yeah. to see. There's players I've always want, gone to see. But... If you have the chance to greatly improve your baseball team for players that you know you're not going to resign to long-term contracts, you get what you can get at their at the peak of their value. Yes. And the fact that he was so worried about season tickets what is it? Can season ticket holders cancel their season tickets in the middle of the season? I I mean I don't think they can they're already paid for. <laughs> so yeah. it'd be for the next year, but I don't know. Yeah. That part one one of the one of the most important things that he said in that whole interview to me was if your house is worth more money now than when you bought it, do you refinance it? No. And you know what? He's so fucking wrong on that because 99% of us do that. Those of us that weren't born in the money, we do that because that's when you get the swimming pool. 
That's that's, that's equity. What you, that's when you get that's you're cashing out equity mm-hmm. to get the things you want to improve your house. So he doesn't see being able to cash out equity to improve his house. Well, and he because he only is going to deal in rich people, risk and loss. You can't so run. Yeah, you can't run a baseball team like a produce company, especially it's, one that you just exploit truck drivers to make your produce cheaper. Sorry. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that's what he did. That, well, it, that's, it, what, that's what his dad did, and that's how they made money. I mean, his, their they company labor. They yeah. exploited labor. Uh, their company is, was is a produce wholesaler. Yeah. So, yeah. what do wholesalers do? They look for cheap labor to mm-hmm. or cheap labor companies especially like down in central america who's going to produce the most amount of fruit and vegetables get it up here and then distribute it that's their that's their business is they're buying cheap and then distributing now when distributing you're... as cheap as you possibly can you do not pay good truck drivers good money to, to, to deliver that that produce. Right. You don't you don't you, pay you pay you pay you pay minimum of what you can. You don't pay the the people in the fields a premium. Yeah. You're looking well, he's looking for cheap cheap labor, like you said, cheap truck drivers to to spread this around. Yep. Now on a baseball team <laughs> You need to be able to play the field. You've got to be able to put the best on the field to win. This, I mean, in in the business world, it's the bottom line, but in baseball, it's winning. Yes, there are business. Everybody knows there's business considerations. Everybody knows that they lost money during the pandemic. I don't think anybody, well, let me say this. They lost profit during the pandemic. Yep. They lost expected money, not money. Right. They lost expected money. They did not have to run the lights as much as they used to. They did not have to pay all the employees to serve beer. They did not have to uh, to pay gate. They did not or the gate ushers. Right. They did not have to pay security. There was a whole lot that they didn't have to pay. Yeah, there's a lot of game day expenses that don't happen when there's not yeah, a game. Yeah, they thought they would gonna get. Right. Yeah, yeah, and and they didn't they didn't get any money on parking, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but parking is a big fucking part of this. Oh yeah, parking parking, parking everywhere. Parking is huge. Well, I mean, you're charging twenty bucks a car, and that's cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. He 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 complained about the the losing of the money. Um, you were right when he was talking about the uh, Rysel Iglesias trade, about how it was to save money. Why why were you running Nick Crawl out then at the time to say we were going to reallocate these resources elsewhere? Because you didn't. Um, did they try? Sure, I'm sure they tried, but. And the, at the end of the day, they didn't. They didn't sign a shortstop. Which leads us to our next topic. The new shortstop of your Cincinnati Reds. 
is Eugenio <laughs> Suarez. Shout out to Phil Razor, who said that that's what he wanted all along. Yes. Um, and honestly, Phil did. Phil's yeah. Been yeah, Phil, Phil's been pushing for it. But Suarez came up as a shortstop. He was moved to third. Uh, he's not going to get to every ball. He's not going to field every ball, and he's not going to make every throw. But what this does is it ensures, well, well, the other move is that Mike Moustakas would move back to his natural third base, and it, it's looking right now that Jonathan India is going to make the team as the starting second baseman. Can I talk some shit about India just because I want to keep doing good? Yeah, yes, yes, go ahead. Okay, India has no business being uh, <laughs> on the opening day roster. Uh, since I've taken this stance, India has been raking like a motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm going to continue to take this stance. Got to go uh, with what's working. Uh, yeah, if it's working, I ain't going to fucking stop. <laughs> India needs to see time in double A and triple A. <laughs> And maybe be a September call-up because if I talk shit about him, he keeps raking. So we're just going to go with that. Yeah, go <laughs> with what works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, I want India to be rookie of the year, but. <laughs> <laughs> but. At this point, I to, I'm just going to keep talking shit until he starts doing bad. <laughs> And right now he's raking. I mean, he is fucking killing it. You know what? Good for him, because yep. a lot of people wrote him off after 2019 and his season in uh, uh, between. I think it was High A and Double A. Mm -hmm. And you know what? He he apparently impressed at Prasco Park last year. Of course, the fans couldn't see that, but he's done exceedingly well so far in spring training and you know what I'm ready to roll the dice but we need to talk shit about him like you said because that's when he excels so he needs to cut his yes. hair and, and he's cut know. his hair <laughs> damn hippie hair oven, like tighten his belt buckle or, or like work on defense or whatever the fuck I don't <laughs> give a fuck I'm gonna talk shit about Indy until he starts doing bad <laughs> but but there's there's other good news that comes along with this move it means that Kyle fucking Farmer is not the starting shortstop. You know, that is great news. You know, he's that not. Is, that is absolutely. Because Kyle Farmer is a valuable piece. He he is fine as your utility guy. I'm, you know. Yeah, especially the fact that he can catch. Yes. With, he can with, play. With Stevenson and Barnhart. And the fact that he can possibly. Yeah. He can play multiple positions. That eases up David Bell a little bit on the eighth inning. Gosh, damn it. Do I leave my catcher in? Or like I mean, a double like switch or something, yeah. Yeah, it just, it it gives him some more ammo to take to the firing range, you know what I mean? Right. And, and I, Kyle Farmer is Kyle Farmer. And he has a place in Major League Baseball. I ain't gonna say that. that he does. No, I mean, I have no he problem with him. He is starting shortstop. For he's God's not, oh, that he absolutely is not a starting shortstop. And he's he stopped hate liking everybody's tweets after <laughs> Suarez was named the shortstop. So I mean, 
I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he's just not a starting shortstop. And I think that the Reds were like... He is handsome and debonair and awesome. Yeah. You're listening to this, Kyle. You are a great dude. Kyle, I'm sure you got a... I'm sure you got a great hog. I'm sure you've got, (laughs) you know, a nice car. I'm sure you got a nice house, nice family. I'm sure you tell great jokes. But... (laughs) That's just, I mean, I think the Red Soul, and like this spring, and we're like, well, the do nothing approach didn't do anything. And so this was the solution. This was the best solution, yeah. probably. Uh, with Shogo Akiyama being out for several weeks, Nixon Zell yeah. needed to play center field. So, Jonathan India, it's your time to shine. We gotta still say bad things about you though, because that way you do better. Um, yes, Jonathan, you suck. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe that you're gonna get a chance. Oh my god, yeah, Jonathan Pakistan's better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so oh, that's good. Now that we've got uh, the shortstop situation kind of settled down. Uh, the last remaining spots on the roster in terms of position players now are just going to be one or two backup infielders because I would think that probably Mark Payton's going to make the roster with Shogo Hurt to be a fourth or fifth outfielder. And you're going to have Kyle Farmer. Um, They're probably going to keep D strange Gordon on the roster. Cause he can play left or right or center and then second or third or short, even though he's got a wet noodle for a bat man. Uh, <laughs> and all yeah. the letters in his last new last name barely fit on his uniform. Uh, <laughs> but, he somehow went to the poor man's Billy Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> But that leaves, is it going to be Alex Blandino to be the last spot on the roster because he's been playing a lot of first base with Joey Votto being out? Or do you, you know, go to another direction? Like, do you put in your, or put in, uh, Tyler Naquin's probably making the roster as well as a fifth outfielder or fourth outfielder. So it's almost like we're down to like one roster spot in terms of the position players. I mean, I mean, to me, it's gotta be Alex Blandino. Because he actually gets on, but he gets on base. It's gotta be him. I mean, there, there's no, he gets on base. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not going to be Alfredo. Rodriguez. No, 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 he's not going to make some relief pitcher quiver when he comes off the bench. That, that relief pitcher isn't going to be going, Oh my God, this is going to take me yard. That's right. not going to happen. But he's going to put up a competitive at bat. The one thing I worry about is they're going to try. And if that gets, and if that get, if that gets you to Mike Mustakas, oh yeah, who's, who's going to make that relief pitcher go, oh shit, fucker out because Mike Mustakas is on deck, and he might make me pay really mm-hmm. badly for a mistake. That's the reason you, you keep Blandino right there. The My concern is that they might try to keep Kyle Holder just because he's a left-handed bat, but I think you yeah. say the hell with that and you go with Blandino. Blandino yeah. can 
Blandino, Bland, Blandino, Blandino can also pick it pretty well. So I, you know, I go with him. Um, Nick Castellanos has also been raking this spring. If you, I don't know if you've noticed that. Holy shit. Yes. Shout out. Woo. Yeah. Nick. That woo the reds. Oh my God. Has he been fucking raking? And, and like, you know, it's not like we've been able to see it, but just listening to the cowboy talk about, you know, how the bats have went. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, you don't own it all right now. Cause he's just going to fuck you. And, and I, and that's not a direct quote. That is a, <laughs> it's, uh, not, it's not, it's <laughs> He didn't say that on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Cowboy is not saying he's going to fuck you, but basically cowboy's saying he's going to fuck you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Because he is raking. Now, when it comes to, and, uh, you know, when it comes to the, like the bullpen and the rotation. I can't see no way Ramirez now making this team the way he's pitched this spring. They might still nah. throw him out there, but he has been not just awful, but his velocity has been down. He he, and he doesn't yeah. throw hard to begin with. I think they were counting on him as one of the members <laughs> of, <laughs> of the bullpen, and I just don't. I don't see how you can carry him right now. No, I'd see the bullpen's weird to me, but I, but I feel weirdly calm about it. Well, there's there's been other guys who have been pitching well. This Cianol uh, Cianol Perez that they got from the Phillies, I think he's going to make the team, and he's been lights out up until his last outing. Yeah, um, I mean it's. Brandon Finnegan has been lights out. So, I honestly think that in the bullpen, you see a lot of turnover. Oh, yeah. I just think, constant turnover because bullpen is just so weird. Year and, to year. And I think that with the Sonny Gray injury, that TJ Antone, I think, has got to be in the rotation along with Michael Renzen and then probably Jose DeLeon. And then you'll have Jeff Hoffman either as a swing starter or a long man in the bullpen. And he has shown some increased velocity this spring. I mean, he's been touching 98. And if if they can if they can get him back on track, he was a former, you know, pretty highly regarded prospect. If they get him back on track, then this bullpen might not be half bad. Lucas Sims still hasn't really pitched because of his injury, but we're still a couple weeks out, so I'm not too worried about that. And uh, Amir Garrett has just started uh, throwing again, so I'm not worried about that. We're still, like I said, we still got a couple weeks, but I don't know. I'm not as worried about the, like you said, I'm not as worried about the bullpen. I'm worried about Michael Lorenzen in the rotation just because the only thing he loves more than Jesus is giving up home runs. God, he does. And he's given up some massive shots this spring, in addition to what he's done, you know, in his whole career. But, I mean, was it Shoei Otani that took him deep twice the other day? Almost to the same spot, opposite field. And, yeah. Sean Doolittle has been getting annihilated this spring, too. 
He's got a long track record of success, though, so I'm willing to, you know, ride with him. But let's just hope for the next couple of weeks he's like, all right, let's got my got my delivery straightened out. Let's get things going. Lorenzen's got me worried. Oh, Lorenzen, absolutely. Because uh, Lorenzen's ve- Lorenzen's velo has been all over the map, and so I'm worried about that. There's a you know, there could be a lot of things that could go into that. But he's working on this, he's working on that, blah 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 blah. But you know, sometimes you need to dance with the girl that brung you, mm-hmm. and reach back and throw that goddamn fastball, dude. <laughs> Just throw it, you know. And uh, that's what his catchers are thinking. So, you know, we'll see how that works out. Um, I think the wild card in all this is Sims. Uh, I, I love Amir Garrett. Mm-hmm. I believe in my soul that Amir Garrett was born to be the badass closer for the Reds. I'm not 100% positive that Lucas Sims ain't going to come and take that from him. If Lucas Sims keeps improving the way he did last year, absolutely. Yeah. Lucas Sims at, yeah. at times last year was absolutely unhittable. Because Amir can get the jitters sometimes. Well, and I mean, like a lot of other hard throwers, sometimes he leaves them out over the plate and gets, yeah. gets one yeah. out of the park and... Yeah. Um, Lucas Sims just has such a high spin rate on his pitches right now. Yeah. That yeah. Um, he is so hard to square up. And if he can, you know, stay healthy and keep continuing to improve, uh, I would like to see him get another shot in the rotation, actually. <laughs> because. I'm with you. I, I'm totally with you on that. I would rather see him in rotation than Lorenzen. As long as he's healthy. Now, if yep. if if his arm's yep. to the point where he can only throw, you know, 30 pitches in an outing, then yeah, yeah. leave him in the bullpen. Uh, I mean, that was part of what made Rysel Iglesias a closer is because he came up. Yeah. He was signed as a starter, but he kept getting hurt. And the decreased workload, he was able to stay healthy, and he became a pretty good closer that, you know, the Reds gave away. But <laughs> I don't know. I just, whatever's going to keep him healthy and keep, it, my dog. and keep the dogs happy, that's what we need to do. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's up with the dog, but he's upset. Well, probably must have heard something outside. He's all right. We... We're we're a dog podcast here. A so, woodpecker farted. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, we had some listener questions here. Why don't we? Did do... we have any listener questions this week? I, I I usually look through. They're all coming to me new. Yeah, we got we got a few here. So let's see what we got. Um, let's see. First question comes from Kyle Kapler. Oh, and the uh, hashtag this week was hashtag there was a farmer <laughs> who was a shortstop and Suarez was his name-o. Uh, 
So Kyle Kapler asked, hashtag, there was a farmer who was a shortstop and Suarez was his name-o. How mad is farmer right meow? Um, he put out, I don't know if it was a statement or if he was interviewed by the media uh, and talked about it. And yeah, you could tell he was mad. But he's a team player at least and wasn't going to cause a stink. But yeah, he was mad. I mean... I'd probably be mad too if I thought I was going to be the starter somewhere, and then uh, the team's like, "Ah, you you suck. <laughs> You're not good enough." He's upset in a good way. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being upset. For uh, I mean, I'd rather. I mean, I'd ra- much rather he be upset about not getting the job than just like, "Oh, fuck it," because yeah. at least he cares. So, shout out to Cal Farmer, Uncle Graham. He's got a question here. Hashtag, there was a farmer who was a shortstop and Suarez was his name What are your realistic expectations of Joseph Daniel Votto this season? My expectations is if we can get a 370 on base percentage out of him, don't care what his average is, and he's stays healthy, then he's going to have his typical Joey Votto season. And that I'm not worried about it. But he's got to stay healthy. Right now, he's got the Rona. Hopefully, he's doing well. The last I heard is he didn't really have any major symptoms. But he's still away from the team for the mandatory. It was 10 or 14 days or whatever. But my realistically, if he can just get on base in front of Moose and Castellanos and Suarez, that's what, that's all we need from him right now. He doesn't have to be the main run producer. He just needs to get on and let people knock him in. Anyway, Branch, what are your thoughts? Realistic expectations of Votto. 290. 390. Ooh. I'm going to say 670. Nice. With 40 bombs. Now, that would be amazing. <laughs> Because I never doubt Joseph Daniel Votto. You never doubt Joey. No. People doubted him a few years ago, and he should have won the MVP. Got robbed. Yeah, and and he's going to go back to, like right now he's back to 2010 hitting Joey. So that's the reason I'm going with those, that that's last line is, is that's 2010 but it might not be exact, but it's that's real close to 2010 Joey Votto. And then Ram had a follow up. Why has Jim Day never been held accountable for his actions? Well, Jim Day hates zoo animals. I don't know. I'm gonna have to ask him about that. Josh had a question. Hashtag there was a farmer. But shout out Unc Ram. Shout out to Ram nice and Unc Ram. Hear from you. Yes. Shout out to Ram. Yeah. So Josh had a question, hashtag there was a farmer who was a shortstop and Suarez was his name Which MLB team is in desperate need of a new stadium? Also, this is the first time I've ever had to copy and paste the hashtag. Well, uh, obviously Tampa Bay is in desperate need of a new stadium. Or, well, Tampa Bay, they're just Tampa now, I guess. I don't know. They're in St. Petersburg, but they're Tampa. Oakland. I mean, Oakland, Oakland plays in whatever the hell they're playing in. I know that Oakland has 
a new stadium on the way. There, there's plans. There's plans. I don't know if they broke ground yet. They, they broke ground. I don't they haven't they broke, broke ground, ground yet. They, uh, they're gonna do kind of like uh, a stadium kind of on one of the wharfs out there. Yeah. Uh, and if they do it right, it's gonna be really cool. And that's a team that deserves to play in a you know, much better they need player. The, yeah. Oakland is Oakland is shit. Yeah. So they'll it'll, it'll probably be three, maybe even four years before they move into it. Tampa plays in a freaking shithole. I went to a game there a couple can, years ago. Can they please have a place that doesn't have 5,000 yards of fucking foul ground? Right. <laughs> God, Oakland drives me nuts with that. But when you think like, about it. Oh, he hit a foul ball. Oh, it's an out. That would have been a foul ball. Their goddamn stadium in the country, but no, in Oakland, it's an out. <laughs> but when you think about it, other than those two teams, you've got if if you go down the list, Seattle's in a newish ballpark. Uh, yep. The Giants play in arguably a top three stadium in Major League Baseball. Yep. The, the Dodgers play arguably a top five stadium, even though it's older. They've done well with it and taken care of it. The Padres play in a great stadium. The Rockies stadium isn't too bad. The Diamondbacks, okay, they, there's talk that they need a new stadium. That might be third on the list. Uh, and, of course, the Cubs because Wrigley Field's a dump. Shit, shit. <laughs> the, the, Pirate, the Pirates play in one of, in probably the best ballpark in oh, yeah. the entire MLB. And their entire payroll is less than what Trevor Bauer is going to make a share from the Dodgers. Right. Yeah. Rangers. Yay, MLB. <laughs> you're so winning it. The Rangers opened a new stadium last year. You know, Houston plays in. <laughs> Rangers Stadium. Oh, my God. That's atrocious. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, the Twins have a newish ballpark. The Royals renovated their ballpark, and it's really nice. Uh, Cardinals. A newish ballpark. Yeah. The Reds, it's not really newish yeah. anymore, but uh, the Great American's a nice ballpark. It's uh, a great ballpark. Braves play in a new park. Uh, Mets play in a new park. The Yankees, uh, their Yankee Stadium, second Yankee Stadium isn't, yeah. but like five or six years old. Uh, the Red Sox aren't going to leave Fenway. And uh, the Phillies play in a newish stadium. The Nationals play in a newish stadium. Baltimore plays in Camden Yards, and that's a nice stadium. So it's really just the Rays and A's are in desperate need, and then the Diamondbacks probably after that. So good question. Uh, Bill had some questions and didn't use the hashtag because, of course. Do you miss Golden Corral? No. Buffets? And smorgasbords. So Golden Crow, I had a, if you go back to the episode 10, the poop cast, I had a, there was an issue with Golden Crow. So I have not stepped foot in one of those in almost 20 years. The old Ryan Steakhouse is what I miss. You go in there and you could put a hurting on that place, get you some steak, go to the, go to the buffet. They had the, ice cream machine afterwards and all the cookies and stuff. 
I miss Ryan's Steakhouse. What about you, Branch? I don't know. I don't know. I can put it into one thing. I just miss people. Yeah. I miss hugs. I miss... I miss laughing with friends at a bar. I miss laughing with friends at a restaurant. I mean, I... God damn, I just miss everything. Same as everybody else in the country. I just miss it all. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I mean, we, we, all rec- we all recluded to social media. But it ain't the same as just being able to hug a friend or hold their hand through a hard time. Or look them in the eye and just listen. You know, there's there's nothing that can replace any of that. I just miss, goddamn everything. I I would really like for their for the next year to be a more of a celebration of us just being able to, to see people again. Yeah, it's coming soon. As long as everybody keeps getting their vaccines, it'll be coming. And I'll be, I'm right there with you. I'm ready to see people, see things, be out and about again without fear of dying of a deadly pandemic. Greg Borchers had a question. Hashtag, there was a farmer who was a shortstop and Suarez was his name After listening to the Castellini interview with PDOC, are you more or less likely to want to spend a dollar on the Reds? Now, I know uh, Chad Dotson, shout out to Chad he wrote an article, and I think he said it also on his podcast, that he's not giving Bob Castellini his money. And I respect that, because what is he doing with the money anyway? I admit that while it would be nice to you know, maybe boycott him and try to get him to sell the team, that's probably not going to happen. And I'm a little bit selfish, and I want to go to a game. Now that they're allowing 30%. Uh, fans. It's not going to be opening day, obviously, which sucks. I would have loved to have gone to opening day, but I'm probably still going to go to a game this year. At least one, if not multiple, depending on how many fans they let in. Just because for selfish reasons, not even just about him. I want to go. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, Well, you know, I I was I was kind of on the bandwagon of I'm gonna boycott them, but then because I want stuff to look forward to, and uh, you know, I got a text from Emily Witt, Shout Emily seventeen. Shout out to Emily. Um, that hey, I can guess. You know, I'm, she's a season ticket holder, so you know, I I can get us tickets. And the conversation went like this was, I'm like, okay. And I looked at the schedule, looked at, you know, work stuff and blah, blah, blah. And, um, it was like, okay. In July. And, uh, she did. She's like, okay, well, what section do you want? I'm like, you know, at first I'm like, well, whatever section you're sitting in or whatever. Cause it's, I'm getting these tickets through you and make them cheap. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I spent $38 on two tickets. July 22nd, I get to see the Reds play live this year. And there I, you go. And I'm looking forward to and I'm looking forward to that. And that was sort of healing. You know, yeah. I, I've also got concert tickets for late October. Nice. And it's kind of healing in a way, you know. It it's nice to it's it's nice to have something to look forward to. Absolutely. Where we've been in such a such a mess of there's nothing to look forward to. It's we don't know, you know. Being you know, but I, I know on those I know on that date that I'm gonna be my drunk ass is gonna be sitting in, <laughs> in Great American Ballpark in some really cheap ass seats enjoying a ball game. There you go. And that makes me fucking happy. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Burmy at Big Red Tweeter had a question. Hashtag. <laughs> there was a farmer who was a shortstop and Suarez was his name Which Red do you think could give your Epcot story a run for its money? If you need to hear the Epcot story, go back to episode 10, the Poopcast. Um, <laughs> Speaking I, of Emily Witt. Yeah, shout out to Emily. <laughs> she was on that one. Now, he didn't say current or former. Former Red, I'm going to say Tom Browning. And if you know, you know. Yes. Um, That's the best <laughs> right story. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if we are allowed. <laughs> I, I don't want to get sued. We shouldn't repeat it. We're no. not going to repeat it. But, but Reds fans, just it's wonderful. That's the best story a, I've heard. It's a story of fight and redemption. It's a... <laughs> It's a story. <laughs> it's a story of want to. We'll just say that. Um, <laughs> current red. I don't think any current red can match what happened at Epcot because they all seem to be in good shape and wouldn't have what yeah. happened to me happen to them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Tom. You know, David Bell looks like he can throw down. Yeah. <laughs> so and I. So Stephen Offenbaker, a host of the Reds Alert podcast, had a question. He he didn't want to type out the whole hashtag, so it's hashtag yada yada Suarez shortstop Namo. Who will be the next rookie after India to make their debut in twenty twenty one? What do you think, Brandon? Fuck you, quit being so cool. Fucking type out the whole goddamn hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was his actual question? <laughs> so who what rookie after India do you think will make their debut in twenty twenty one? Oh God, Hunter Green! I'm hopeful of Hunter Green as well. Uh, he hasn't really pitched much in the in the A game since his debut. Um, I know Nick Lodolo has pitched a little bit. I think that yeah, I think it'll be Hunter Green, probably. Yeah, like mid- sometimes September. Yeah, even even midsummer maybe if something happens. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I think they're, they'll give him, well, one, they're not going to start his clock right away. So they'll yeah. make sure that, uh, he wouldn't qualify for super two when he, when he does come up, but I can see midsummer for him. But anyway, uh, Stephen Offenbaker, yada, yada, that's your answer. Yada, yada, aloha. Um, damn, let's be lazy about it. Shit. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> Put some effort. Come on. Come on now. 
It's copy paste, bro. <laughs> so Jesse Byrne, our friend from Australia, he has a question here. Hashtag there was a farmer who was a shortstop and Suarez was his name. If you had to farm one food source for the rest of your life and you had to include it in every meal that you ate, what would it be? So is it like some kind of protein or crops? He says marijuana. Cheers and cheers. <laughs> God, I love Jesse. <clears throat> Shout out to Jesse. That dude is funny. Um, I'm going to say potatoes for me. One crop. Potatoes, potatoes for me because they're okay. easy and I love potatoes. I, <laughs> I can eat it with everything. You, you cannot fight the potatoes. <laughs> it's like yeah. carbs in a, in a ball, man. I mean, it's just right there for you. God. So, one food. One food that you have to include in every meal that you grow. And for those of y'all that don't know me that well, I love food. Like I'm obsessed about it. In every meal. Every meal. God, I hate, I hate to say when I, the honest truth. Do it. Milk. <laughs> you grow milk. It's... <laughs> You gonna get you some cows then? Have a dairy farm? Yes, milk. I mean, I. It does a body good. My whole my whole system doesn't work if I don't drink milk once a day. Well, there you go. <laughs> it just doesn't. It just nothing goes. Nothing stops. Either everything goes or everything stops. It just I, I can't lay my finger on it. But if I have milk, everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you gotta today. gotta keep everything regular. Uh, regular, regular, keep everything normal. regular. Um, no surprises, no like shock. You know, oh my god, no, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> Milk just levels every levels the whole field. If Phil was on here, he would say corn because he'd use the corn cobs later. <laughs> Shout out to Phil. So Red's Lantern, also known as Stephen Ortlieb, who <laughs> got banned, and so he had to have a. Is that where Stephen Ortlieb? So yeah. Stephen Ortlieb is now Red's Lantern. Who the hell did he piss off? He got banned. Oh, I don't man. know. He got he got he got the perma ban though. I've been there. So shout out to Steve. <laughs> oh, I have too. But I threatened I threatened to try to pull the guy's ass to his intestines. So well, that, that'll do it. Um, oh, that'll do it. That'll, that'll definitely do it. Do it. That'll do it. Um, so he had a question, hashtag, there was a farmer who was a shortstop and Suarez was his name. Who's everyone's favorite player from the 1940 world champion Cincinnati Reds? Now, I, I wasn't alive in 1940, but the easy answer for most is going to be Ernie Lombardi, the Hall of Fame catcher who was an amazing player for the Cincinnati Reds, probably the best player on the team offensively. Well, Frank McCormick was also pretty well, pretty good. And then you had like Bucky Walters, um, pitching, Paul Derringer. But yeah, Ernie Lombardi or Frank McCormick for me. What do you think, uh, Stephen? I've met you. I love you, <laughs> but there is no way in hell I can answer a question honestly. The dude that kept him from getting the clap. That's that's my guy. There you go. I, yeah, 
I don't know the 1940s Cincinnati Reds that well. <laughs> and I'm okay with saying that. Well, I named pretty much the players that I know from that team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, yeah. Uh, they went to war right after. I don't know. <laughs> Johnny Vandermeer was on that team for a little bit. He played. See, he I, know that, I know that name. I don't remember what they did, but, yeah. you know. They had a nice rotation, though. Gene Thompson, that were, yeah. Jim Turner. Shout out to Jim Turner. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, last question comes from J and E at iHardVC fan fifteen. Hashtag there was a farmer who was a shortstop and Suarez was his name. Why is there not a huge fan personalities out there in the stands for the Reds like there are for the Bengals, like Bengals Captain or the Bengal Orion or Iron Bengal or the Bengal Four? Is it because of MLB rules or slash longer schedule? Uh, I think the nature of there only being eight home games in football as opposed to 81 in baseball is probably part of it. You'd have to have a season ticket holder who would want to dress up every day. Uh, but there are some fan personalities out there. We're going to give a shout out to Red Sunday Hat. Uh, find out in the power stacks most games. Um, he puts a fucking cap on his head. It's not just enough. But it's funny. Um, there was a Ronnie Wu guy <laughs> who came up with the Wu. You want to include him? I mean, once upon a time, there was that Reds fan man, dude. Yeah. Or something like that. That, like, is that another thing he went to UC Cincinnati or FC Cincinnati? And now he's, like, gone because, like, he found love or something. Well, there's definitely not, like, the Bailey with FC Cincinnati with the Reds. You know, there's not going to be anybody marching no. marching to games from the bars. But uh, that, that, that doesn't happen with baseball is because it's, it's fucking baseball. <laughs> they play, like, a billion games a year at home. And some of those are Tuesday at noon. You don't really see it in the NBA either because they play like 40 or so home games a year. Yeah. Can we just call that a dumb question? <laughs> there are no dumb questions, but that one was a fucking dumb question. I mean, I look like a clown, so I could be it when I go to the games. Oh, Ralph. Poop oh. the clown. <laughs> At least there's no like. Buck- I mean, seriously, this is like. Uh... At least there's no Buckeye guy. There is nobody worse in all sports than Buckeye guy when it <laughs> comes to. Guy. Hey, the Buckeyes, how they doing the NCAA tournament? Hey, oh, shout out to, shout out to. Shit, I shouldn't. I, I, I have no idea what's going on with WVU right now. I shouldn't be saying nothing. Red will fuck up WVU. I careful. Shout out to Kunalingus Bob for beating Ohio State today, also known as Oral Roberts. So, yeah, Ohio State had a bad day. That's a shame. Um, but, yeah, as long as there's not a Buckeye guy type of Reds fan personality, then I'm okay with it. Buckeye guy is the worst. The worst. If you know some Ohio State fans, while they love him because they he is the face of their fan, of their fan base, there are some stories about that guy being an absolute douche. 
and you know anyway as long as there's nothing nothing like that then it doesn't bother me but well, well like 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 you know resident yet guy i know him personally Shout out to tony he just he just assumed to like just tell you to fuck off and mind your own goddamn business he's always nice and to I me i respect that <laughs> i respect that <laughs> he's, he's a great guy he's a great guy. he's always nice to me I, yep, I always try to be nice dude. to him. <laughs> so. <clears throat> yeah. Fine. Yeah, he's not, there, there's no pretension on that at all. <laughs> if you if you see me walking around the stadium, you know it. Because you can spot me from freaking the Hubble can pinpoint me. Oh, you big, walking old, around. You big old sexy motherfucker <laughs> and the big old sexy titties. So. God. <laughs> Grab a handful of fucking brrr, shout out to Jerry. Motorboat the shit out of them things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking, that's home right there, people. Right there. Right. That is some sex shit. Well, I'm going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. <laughs> on that note, um, <laughs> Branch, you uh, got any uh, final thoughts? Uh, no, not really, other than uh, India sucks. He shouldn't make the team, because I'm going to keep talking shit about India until he fucks up. Um, but if he doesn't fuck up, well, that's not really bad. <laughs> so, yeah. Skip the joke and move on. <laughs> <laughs> Quit fucking adding me. <laughs> uh want to just uh, give a shout out to the Cincy Sports Gallery again. Go there for all of your Reds memorabilia needs. Uh, they've got a, a bunch of Barry Larkin signed baseballs and uh, just all kinds of neat stuff. So go there, take a bunch of money, spend it. Did Kelly just put a blah? They posted a bunch of stuff like on eBay, but they also have a lot of yeah, stuff cool in the store. Shit. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Go there, get your memorabilia. There's a lot of new stuff that's really cool on there because like she was in some figurines that were just like those like, old bobbleheads. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Totally uh, amazing. So yeah, yeah, go out there. Hit on Kelly. She loves it when you do that. Um <laughs> But wear your mask when you do it, at least. Uh, also, go get your immunization when you can so that everybody can be together as soon as possible. And we'll get back to a semblance of normal sooner than later. So, yeah. So, for Branch and Coop, this is Coop saying... Branch and Coop, this is Coop. Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll see you later. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati where the river winds Across the mason and the big sun